Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. Welcome to Call Out Culture, everyone. We're here. We're here, two of us. We're going to talk about real rap today. Yeah. Not not that stuff that... Not that fake rap. That fake rap. You know, the stuff that they used to do back when everything was peaceful and lovely. And it was never about jewels or crime. No, never. No, or the streets. Aspirational aspects. No. Of people out there. Nobody ever rapped about cars or girls. No. Because it was all about being best buds and giving each other high fives. (laughs) (laughs) That's the rap I grew up on. That's all I know. You know, virtuous rap. Virtuous rap. Hard working rap. And a gangbanging with handshake and a hug. (laughs) Handshake and a hug. Yeah, we're talking about naughty by nature. Yeah. Yeah, so it's me in Alaska. Carly Castro, yep. we miss you. Unavailable tonight, holding it yep. down. Feel Man, better, my friend. Yeah, he rarely takes a day off on, except yeah. for today and then when he was on vacation and then I was on vacation. Outside of that, we're banging it out constantly. Yeah. Shouts shout all the podcasts that really record like excess episodes so that when people are you know hurt or on vacation or sick or just exhausted yeah. you're like ah we'll just we'll just pull up the one about fucking rotten rascals we talked about <laughs> rotten rascals those guys yeah that's that's, uh, that's something i want to talk about when we talk about yeah we'll, we'll definitely talk about that because they were still talking about being like i, I forgot the phrasing they used but it's like on every single rotten rascals feature every there's I, I, i've only ever heard the rotten rascals via naughty by nature i've never peeped rotten rascals catalog their back works the old no nothing no the way they spell their name is like the most hip-hop r-o-t-t-i-n rotten rotten rascals r-a-z-k-l-a-l-s like there's no oh yeah that shit's like the most early 90s spelling possible it is great naughty bunny yeah rotten rascals their album hmm they peaked at number 28 and then on the the R&B charts, but then really? 190 on the U.S. charts overall. Okay. Well, album, you know. album was called Rotten to Decor. To Decor, yeah. To Decor, 95. Wow. Yeah. This were is, they on uh, Feel Me Flow? Nah, nah, nah. But they were on. They were on a lot of um, like Poverty's Paradise. Yeah. They're on that and moving. Yeah, they're on, they're, there's there's a lot of Rotten Rascal stuff popping up. They have a song called "Hey, All Right." Uh, oh, that's a song called okay, yeah. "Oh Yeah." Yeah. <laughs> Through Ill Town slash Mad Sounds recordings. Yeah, and they were also on the uh, Jeanne "Hey, Mr. DJ" remix. Oh, that's them. Yeah. Yeah, dude. We'll we'll get into the Jeanne and KG and all that. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So, so this we is, we kind of felt like, like sorry, go ahead. Sorry, so is this a we need? This is a we need to talk about naughty. Yeah, this is definitely what we need to talk about. I don't think okay. they they are legacy of greatness. I agree. Let me edge. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's like, I think I've been wanting to talk about these guys for a while. Um, not Rotten Rascals, Naughty by Nature. Because uh, <laughs> I, I recently I really came, want to talk about Rotten Rascals, so I won't yeah. want to say. I recently threw on like 1993 and I was like, man, this is a really good record. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when it came out, like I kind of like slept on it because I was like, yeah, it's like the hip hop ready shit. Yes. And like this new Souls of Mischief record came out, which I was like basically ready to bite and you know copy for the next two years as a rapper. 
Right. Um, so like that shit, I was like, oh, that's the old shit. This is the new shit. Mm-hmm. But I went back to it recently. It, it bangs. Truly. It's a really good fucking record. It really is. I, yeah. uh, so I said, I think I said last week on the mailbag episode, which was true until today, that I had never played a Naughty by Nature album front to back in my life. I, wow. I've only ever heard every single they've ever made and then every B-side to every single they've ever made. Okay. That was it. That was it. So I don't, I've never heard the first album, Naughty 1993, Poverty's Paradise, uh, 1999, Icons. I listened, oh God. To, I listened to all of these albums. I, I've made a banging playlist of all of this shit. Like, I, yeah, they got good shit, man. It's, I, I made one of 15 songs and I, I just, I left off a lot of the main singles that I've heard, you know, a trillion times in my life. Which are yeah. still banging. I just was like, yeah. oh, I've heard these. So I was just trying to go for more sleeper joints, joints I never heard, and then some kind of like undeniable songs that are singles from them, which to me is their biggest strength. So, okay. what, all right. So, when I, I, I like what you said though about 1993, when you, when you looked at them as old and Souls of Mischief as new. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they, we've talked about this with like Grand Pooba in the past, where it's like, if his album came out like a year earlier, it would have been gigantic. Okay. The first, the first solo album, but it came out at a time of transition. Sure. Where like the sound was changing. I think that also happened with them. Hmm. Um, at least for like maybe where I was coming from, but it was like, you know, like there was sort of becoming a bit of a harder edge to music. Like 93, like what was out in 93? Like Elmatic came out, right? No, 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 that's 94. Like, was it 94? Like, that, that, yeah, 93 is like Woo, Tribe Called Quest. Woo, yeah. Maybe, maybe Onyx. Doggy Style, maybe. Doggy, I think, yeah, Doggy Style definitely is 93. Which yeah, is, Onyx like, was 90. Onyx was definitely 93. Black Moon. Black Moon. I think, Entered a yeah, stage. Onyx, yeah, it was Onyx. Onyx was out by then. Cool G Raps, like, um, Live and oh. Let Die was out then. Yes. Bloom, I said. Here you go. Black yeah. Sunday, Cypress Hill. Woo. Yeah. God. Uh, we got, we got Daily Operation, I think, was out then, or maybe just dropped in like late 92. Yeah. No Need for Alarm. Uh, Inner City Griots. Um, brand new being a guy. Oh, Down with the King. I just thought about that album yesterday. Run yeah. DMC, Down with the King coming out. Yeah. So there, it's. It's a really transitional year. Like Ice yeah. Cube, Lethal and Jackson, Fat Joe's first album, um, represent Ultra Mag, Four Horsemen. It's it's an interesting you know what it was? It like the end of the year is kind of what shaped what was gonna be coming out afterwards. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like like De La Balloons, like basically third, fourth quarter is like De La Um Souls, KRS Return of the Boom Bap. Um, yeah, that was the same. I think those two albums, Souls of Mischief, KRS, and this dropped on the same day, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, well, then peep this. Here we go. Ready? So then you have okay, so November 9th, 1993, you have Midnight Marauders and 36 Chambers. Okay, and then November 23rd, you have Doggy Style and No Need Mm -hmm. for Alarm. You know what I mean? Like that, that kind of chops off it's like the last remaining like early like late 80s early 90s rap and just sets like the mid 90s onto a course yeah exactly you know what i mean and so naughty 
the interesting thing playing this album for the first time ever today i mean we're not talking about just 1993 but when i when i was playing it today i was just like you hear i what jumped out to me the most was the flavor unit shit is nuts Oh, the flavor room unit shit is crazy. Oh my god, like sleeping on Jersey with Latifah ready for them. Yeah. Like Heavy D, hot potato with Freddie Fox. Yep. I was like, yo, these I'll say this about COVID. <laughs> it it allowed me to really spend a lot of time early on last year with Queen Latifah, uh Qu- um Black Rain, which is like now one of my yep, favorite great albums ever. And then a lot of Heavy D. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time with Heavy D at, during early COVID months. Yeah. And and I only really knew heavy again through singles. I wasn't banging like heavy D records. Yeah, Blue Funk is such a good record. That album's crazy. And then uh, what's the other one I like? Um, Blue Funk is the jam. That's and then uh, nothing but love. Yeah, I like I like nothing but love too. Yeah, nothing um, but love was an interesting record because it kind of came out. And maybe my timeline's a little off, but I definitely mm-hmm. feel like it came out like around the ill and out scratch time. Yes. So there was 94. like definitely yeah, it was definitely like that sort of like old school player vibe going on there where yeah. it was like kids were kind of like trying to dress like they were in the 70s yes, yes. you know like leather yes. jackets like long yep. leather jackets were making yep. a comeback um mm-hmm. so that was like sort of the style they were rocking which was kind of a dope style it is and so yeah. so naughty listening to the 1993 uh and hearing heavy and stretch go back and forth which is mm-hmm. fire and then hearing yeah. like freddie fox when he's young just Oh my Walking god, Fox goes off. He's nuts. And then hearing yeah. Latifah just doing the hook on Sleeping on Jersey, I was like, man, this, this. And then you have the singles on top of, you know, like Hip Hop Ray, which is a track yeah. two, which is fire. I mean, it's on has always been one of my favorite. On and on and on, on and on. Yeah. And on. Check it. But then the, the original version, I'd never heard of written on your kit in the original, which is not good. No, it's not good at all. The remixes, the QD3 remix is fire. Yeah. I always love that song. Um, it's a really good album. It's like four mics. Yeah, um, I would say it should be about that. I'll give it yeah. a um, But I actually liked, I liked the first album a little bit better. First album is better. Yeah, I liked, uh, here's what I will say though. What I didn't like about the first album was the opening song, Yoke the Joker, is not a good opener. Yeah, the first two songs aren't particularly great. It's, yeah, like that. Wickedness Man Alive is actually fire with Latifah. Yeah, but, but yeah, that song is great. That song is great, but it goes from like Yoke to Joker, which is like this really hard, heavy story joint, to Wickedest Man Alive, which is insane. To like OPP, everything's gonna be all right. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, yeah. And then like, and but then they oh, come, Yoke to Joker is the second song, right? What was, what it's, song it's, was no, it's the first song. I'm looking at the track list. It's the it's the first. No, I'm song. sorry, Wickedest Man Alive is the second yeah, song. Yeah, that's the second song. That, that, that song's great. Maybe I thought Guard Your Grill was the second. Guard song. Your Grill. Um. Like I really love one, two, three with Lockheed Shabazz and Apache. Yeah. Another one, Dude, Apache. In the tail on the donkey, he goes off on that, that song's song. insane. Guard your girl's yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, and uh, and then closing it with Uptown Anthem. I mean, you wait, wait. wait. Uptown Anthem was not on the original record. Okay, because I was yeah. gonna say you have to open the album. That's such an album opener. Yeah, that that's that was like a, a a retcon. That was not on the original record. Yeah, you know what? Okay, so there there's a note on Wikipedia. It says Uptown Anthem first appeared on the Juice soundtrack, and did yeah. not appear on early releases of the album, which makes sense because this this dropped ninety one. Juice came out ninety two. Yeah. Okay, this is you know what the interesting thing. Yeah, is? everything's okay. gonna be all right. Was called Ghetto Bastard too. That's when wow. it first dropped. It was called Ghetto Bastard. 
God damn. Uh, here's what I'll say um, about this album. We're kind of going all over the place with the order of things. Yeah. But, excuse me. This album is like, they kind of set a lot of the foundations of what they would do for the next 30 years. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, it's cool, but it also hurt them. Agreed. Yeah. But I think the foundation it laid from, again, listening to every single song they made in one day. <laughs> yeah. Was that... They have the um, the like the kind of like guard your grill type of records where it's mm-hmm. like grimy but really really catchy. Yeah. Then they have the 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 actual anthem songs like Uptown Anthem, right? Yeah. Then they have the super catchy, taking over the radio songs like OPP, where Tretch is like really going crazy rhyming. Yeah, he's going song, nuts rhyming. Right, but the song is like super fucking catchy. And yeah. then you have like everything's gonna be all right, Wickedness Man Alive, where it's like super melodic and clean and pretty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's like variants of those styles to to me, like devastating effects as time went on. Um, but they kind of like I think, and I would I would love to hear your opinion on this. I think the success of OPP, everything's mm-hmm. gonna be all right, and Uptown Anthem, they and those were big records huge records i mean like me and griff were talking like a couple weeks back um and i'll I'll tell you why off air but like (laughs) i think opp because i was 91 i was nine years old when this when this album came out right yeah i think opp was the first sample i ever like spotted like okay. upon release, I was I like, I know that's, exactly that's... why you're going to talk to me about what because he talked to me about it too. But yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm like, that is Jackson 5 ABC. How cool is yeah. that? I know that yeah. song. This song is a man rapping on that. Yeah. And, and he's talking about something I'm not allowed to think about because it's taboo and I'm a kid. But remember, like, um, the hats, they were like a black baseball hat with like a metallic silver front and brim that said like OP. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like it looked like a, like a rhythm nation. 18, yeah, it was 14, definitely right? Rhythm Nation vibe though. <laughs> it was definitely on like Club MTV. Yeah, it was like it was like a hat you could wear feasibly at batting practice if a <laughs> if a ball could only hit the front of the top only of your forehead. Front of your mouth. <laughs> so that was that was fire. That's yeah. Uh, that was that was a great hat. I'm gonna wear. It was I'm a great. Like find it. I'm gonna see like. Oh, you should definitely offer. try to get one. I'm gonna see if I can find an offer up. I've been having a lot of success. I've been making a lot of money on offer up. Just sold some of my kids' toys today. What fuck is offer up? You don't fuck with offer up? No, I never even heard. Oh, you you ain't you ain't with the 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 new e-commerce gang. No, man, I don't have time for that shit. Dude, I've been I've been selling so much shit. All right, I was even you by nature hat. Somebody selling a 2014 out. Jeep Cherokee for nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine, <laughs> or a 2020 Super Outback for like thirty grand. That's not what? No. Yeah. I'll give you I'll give you fifteen. We'll talk. Naughty by nature yeah. hat. No results. All right. I have uh, I have posh I have Poshmark and Macari. I'll see if I can find it. Someone's selling this hat. There's oh, someone sure. in the world that was like a roadie or like a, a college DJ. But anyway, what what okay, so tell tell me your vibes then on on like why why you wanted to talk about Naughty by Nature outside of uh outside Well there, of there was two things. There there's one like just rediscovering that record, it sort of led me down the rabbit hole. Okay. Um and it was really appreciating how good of a rapper Tretch was. Yes. Like he does not get talked about nearly no, enough. he doesn't. and then on the other side, how good of a producer KG is. Agreed. Who again doesn't get caught. Like I, I always thought of this, like back in the day when they came out, I always thought like 
when people thought of like horns, they thought of Pete Rock. Correct. Pete Rock was the go-to guy when you're getting horns. Yes. To yes. me, I always saw him as the piano version of that. Like if you want a piano mm. sample, go see KG because he's going to be the best call. piano sample. Um, so yeah, it, it was just really like just rediscovering them after not listening to them for a while because, wow. you know, I mean, let's let's be honest. Like Poverty's Paradise is probably like a three mic album. It's got some good joints. Yeah, but there's it's got a, a lot, lot of whack joints on it. There's a lot of forgettable shit. But by then it was like they were just like kind of done, right? They were yes. they were they were regulated to the world of jock jams. And and my thing is, I was a big jock jams guy. Yeah. So like this was like right in my wheelhouse, a basketball practice, listening to Feel Me Flow and all that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this, yeah. was, this is my lane right here. So they were, Dude, they, but they were definitely. Feel Me Flow is great. It's amazing. And, and that's the vibe they needed to go in more. I or think, even like as they clap got your older. hands. Like that was like clap yeah. your hands. That was a big basketball practice song for me as well. Yeah. Just like those sort of like fun anthems that nobody else could really make. Correct. Like they were able to pull it off. And it's really hard to make songs like that and it not is. be completely corny. And they did it every time. Like every time they did that, they made a great version of it. They really did. It was, like, it was just even, fun. Um, it was like barbecue music. Even looking at my my track listing, I, I whipped together today from again cherry picking every yeah. uh, album. I picked from Poverty's Paradise. I picked four songs. Okay, I picked five. I'm sorry, Hang Out and Hustle, which mm-hmm. is my shit. Um, even though it's like it's like Weed Carriers, G Love of Road Dogs, and I Face Finsta of Cruddy Click, which oh, is a cr- I I Face Finsta. I That's Face Finsta. Um, it's a terrible name yeah so the song is the beats fire and it's cool but like you just have to go through like these two randos to get to Tretch who destroys it yeah um and of course there's like they always talk about chris weber he's on the album uh weber skit okay um, he's on it they have another song with rotten rascals cruddy click and wrote like they're really this album like they're really trying to build their, like their little empire of yeah i mean they've really been trying bad. to get the um Rock 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 Rock. and then they have yeah. a really bad song with somebody named gordon chambers yeah that's terrible the shout out um, track no but then they have but like um feel me flow craziest still was amazing um yeah dude i found the feel me flow ali shaheed muhammad remix it's wow. amazing oh it's on itunes so i added that joint um, that's amazing yeah, it's it's poverty's paradise, and the weird thing is, like, it's sold. They I think they won a Grammy for it. It debuted. You ready for this? It peaked at number three, Billboard two hundred. Yeah, I don't. Th- I mean, I think that's the thing we forget how big they were. They were huge. They were gigantic, dude. Naughty by Nature had a Spike Lee video. Yes, like, right out of the box. Yeah, from Hip Hop Array, right? Yeah, yeah, he did that video. Um, and this okay. is like Malcolm X, Spike Lee, like not. Not I'm trying to get on Spike Lee. No, 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 no. And you know, this, like Public Enemy, I'll do you a favor and do your video if you do my song, Spike Lee. This is like I'm I'm Spike Lee, Spike Lee. Yeah. And nineteen ninety-three peaked number three in the Billboard two hundred. Wow. Like these are massive. I mean, and and this is again, this is a time when people people could like when we talked about Hammer doing like fifteen million. Yeah. You you could do three to five million. If you're big enough in rap back then, easily. So okay, and then not, and then the first album, the self-titled album, that it's peaked 16. at number sixteen. Okay, yeah. But OPP was number six single in America. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. So that was a number one rap single, number five Billboard, number one dance 
Yeah. Dance. Everything got to be all right was number nine rap single. I still love that song. Yeah. Yeah. And Uptown Anthem. I mean, those three songs, just like if they only did those three songs and, and were gone forever, I think they yeah. would kind of, I think they would be more revered than they are. Oh, without question. I mean, and then without question, but then you also have to look beyond like the record sales uh, of what they became. Mm-hmm. Like, especially like Tretch. Tretch got oh. a weird career going, man. He has a really weird career. Like, I don't. Why, why don't we? Why don't we do this? Why don't we take our first break and we'll, we'll just talk about Tretch for a minute? Because I, okay, I, I think, I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot to say about it. We're not going to unpack or deep dive. We're going to think critically and have a conversation about Tretch. Oh, look at that. <laughs> You know, you know what? And people now are fucking me on Twitter about deep dives. My problem is this: Google itself is a deep dive. The internet is a the internet exists to deep dive. That's the point of it. Whether you want to yep. look up fishing hooks, whether you want to look up remedies for your nosebleed, you know, your busted capillaries, you want to look up fucking Chuck Closerman books. The internet itself is a deep dive. So pretending that podcasts invented deep dives is an insult to this World Wide Web we share yeah. together. That's all. Yeah, I just want no, to say that. No question. So if you want to keep fucking with me on Twitter, go for it. I'm going to respond to you. The internet is a deep dive. That's it. All right. Let's take our first right. break. Co-op cool. culture, Alaskan Zilla hanging out, part two, naughty by nature edition. Our thing. Hello, call-out culture. Dano from freemusicempire.com. We are at the heart of this underground hip-hop stuff. Breakdowns, analysis, interviews. Our YouTube channel has long-form conversations. Subscribers are getting additional benefits and recommendations. Weekly hip-hop discussions. We love it. Follow Call Out Culture. Follow us. Freemusicempire.com. That's freemusicempire.com. Yo, what up? It's Alex Ludovico, and I'm inviting you check out as of friday april 2nd my new compilation cocaine and therapy executive produced by my man the god zilla Rocca. available only at insubordinaterecords.com don't go to streaming don't go to your little apple or spotify insubordinaterecords.com check out the merch for the record and then check out zilla's dope merch that's coming out with it it's a combination release between insubordinate and three dollar pistol Wish I was a little bit cooler. Wish I was a hooper. Wish I had a girl that looked good. I could scoop her in a sick whip with a floor kit. I ain't got shit. Oh damn, I'm a loser. Wish I was a little bit cooler. Wish I was a hooper. Wish I had a girl that looked good. I could scoop her in a sick whip with a floor kit. I ain't got shit. Oh damn, I'm a loser. So, so let's talk about Tretch a little bit. We need to talk about Tretch. That's that's a weird career, man. It's a really it's a really weird career. He's um. So the more I listen to it again, every, every song, he he got he gets better, like marketably from the first yeah. album to the second album. He's a, yeah. he's a, he's a, I mean he's he's pretty great on the first album. Yeah, um, and then he, he gets better on the second. He gets better, and then when you get to um, poverty's paradise, poverty's paradise, it's it's only weird because again, like there's more Vin Rock. And there's more, yeah. I think they're trying to start a label or like branch out. So there's like all these randos again. Yeah, on more Rotten Rascal shit. And- yeah, there's a lot of skits and Rotten Rascals and Road Dogs, Cruddy yeah. Click. I mean, whatever. But the weird part is like most of these guys, most um, weed carrier groups, the one dude raps exactly like Tretch. Yeah. 
See, so I, I thought that. the Rotten Rascals sounded crazy like the youngsters. They did. That's what they sounded like. Well, I was just going through it again. I was like, wow, the youngsters straight up jack these dudes all style. Uh, well, the youngsters like just rap like who whoever was in the whoever room. was hot at the moment. Yeah, yeah. like they, they they like the the one album they started rapping and just like Mob Deep because the infamous was hitting. Yeah. So like and like Mob Deep was on the album. Um, yeah. I don't think they wrote anything on their own. Um, but but and he then was Cruise in, Pop was on some onyx shit. Cruise Pop and then Hip Hop Ride is basically a naughty by nature song. Yeah, come on, let me take you on a hip hop ride. Um, yeah, shout out to the youngsters, but they they definitely were just like industry dudes. Just whatever you needed to be done, they did, they did it. Yeah, who's ever hot? Shave your head, okay? Yeah, <laughs> like, we'll do work, whatever you need. Whatever carry you need. carry a, a mini baseball bat that I got from the <laughs> Yankees game. Okay, I'll bat do day. that. Yeah, they, yeah. they went to bat day. Ninety-two. Like, what parents took us to bat day to see yeah, the Yanks? Yeah, and then by the time you get to um. 1999 oh Nature's yeah fury i mean it's it's a very i i guess here's the thing he's never really trash like i listened to icons which is an o2 they moved on from kg yeah um the beats are like unbelievably bad it's all like it's, it's all really, really bad beats. it's all really bad like fake rock wilder beats and we forget he um he really Rock Wilder really like affected the sound of music for like a year and a half. Yeah. And like we we really did need the Jay-Z blueprint sound to like wipe that shit out. That shit had to go. It was it's all like it would have killed the if it stayed. Yeah, it's all like it's all like uh like fart sounding chords and yeah. <laughs> like and then like shitty hand claps. It's like a really bad when we did our worst era in rap, we, that, that couldn't be like a sequel, like the rock wilder sound. Yeah, Rockwaller sounds pretty good. Although the song "The Rockwaller" by Meth and Redman's amazing. I, I here here's my controversial take. The intro is amazing. The beat sucks. Hmm. The intro is a. If you could just sample. I guess the intro, maybe the rapping is so good on it. The rapping is they go off so hard on that song. Mm-hmm. The beat is just the, very the beat. The beat, like, the beat is. That's the beat. And then they do like the Cypress Hill shit, and they, you know it's like yeah. one verse each. The song's over. Yeah, it's but, over. But the intro is incredible. Yeah, you know what I mean, the so brrr, yeah, brrr. yeah, it's it's ill. So anyway, um, anybody icons, wants to sample that, by the way, feel free. Please sample that. Um, yeah, the, no, so, yeah. So so icons is really weird, and then you get to one called Anthem Inc., where they just Ooh, do. I get that far. Yeah, I I I I, I went there, bro. I did it. Um, wow. You're a better man than I am. Yeah. So like by the time he does that record, he's just he's he's clearly like the old guy uh with the content trying yeah. to keep it going, but the flow and the delivery is so ill, it really doesn't matter how corny some of the lines are. Yeah, and that's, what's, that's what's amazing about Tretch. It's it kind of falls off though as he gets older. Like he's not as in the pocket as he was. Like you could tell he's just like, all right, I gotta do this. Mm-hmm. It's like true. this is now a job. Like there's no passion behind it. But that happens to everybody. But the thing that really started, like, I guess as I was listening to his stuff, went through like the same. I didn't get as far into the records as you did. I think I got through some of like the Lycons or whatever the fuck that album was I- called. Icons. Yeah, Icons. Uh, two eyes. I thought it was like 
Oh, it's two eyes. I thought it was capital L <laughs> or lowercase L. Um, <laughs> El- llama. Lycons. He's still talking about Punani all the time. (laughs) He's still saying stuffing things in Punani all the time. Talks about that. And still like writing on kittens. Like that thing he took away from his earlier work was I created the word kitten. He did. Like that's the thing he took away from it. And I'm like, that's a weird thing to take away from it. Because there's so much like really iconic stuff. Yes. And that's what you took. So because there's a lot of it in the later material. There's a lot talking about that. He, we, you know, what's amazing about him too is that he, um, uh, I, I think, uh, uh, Bright Loud Matt, just the Matt, he was bringing up, um, shit from that, that album, the, uh, Anthem Inc. album, and was saying that there's one song where it's basically like, like him doing the Eminem shit better than Eminem. Okay. And I was like, interesting. And he was like, you know, basically like Eminem could never do this type yeah. of shit you know even though eminem has tried and really you know uh, tr- he, he shouted out trash all day um so but the difference is that eminem is a better writer of raps than yeah. Tretch. like uh, he, he just is you know and i, I shit on eminem all the time however <laughs> when you listen to Tretch, even with some of the clunkier lines or like some of the stuff that's not the most hitting yeah I'm thinking about it, i'm like yeah, the way i just i realized to me like dmx has the best voice in rap i think tretch has the best delivery in rap i can see it i mean you could definitely make the case because all of the weird production choices and things they've done over time i mean it's kind of standard for anybody being around 30 years on a major label like you're gonna do strange shit yeah but but even and again, and this 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 came out in 2011, uh, Anthems Inc. He's okay. he's kind of going for it still. Interesting. And and really, like he he doesn't say like some of the bars themselves sound like things he has done over time. Like he hasn't by that point. Now that, that's a ten year old album. By that point, he has not transitioned into another stage of his persona or his. Yeah vulnerability or anything like that but when you just hear him spit like the one joint i remember when it came out back then i was blown away by it. it's called i got a lot of he's snapping on that shit man okay he crushes that naughty nation crushes that like and there's a song with queen latifah called god is us which is the same sample um common use with dilla on b where okay. he just is you know it's like a personal joint he's kind of he's kind of doing his thing other than that is you know it's a mess but I'm like he at that point he was in year twenty, so he was twenty years deep. So that was not that was 2011, and he dropped 91. So he was 20 okay. years in, like going at it. And I was like, yeah. okay, all right. So I don't know what he's what he would do right now. Uh, but uh, let, let me ask you this: when what 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 was his most influential period on rap on culture? Like, what 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 do you think it is? Uh, it's definitely the first record. Mm. Um, just because, like, if you look at sort of like everybody bit his style afterwards, and not just like his, his rapping style, his presence. Yes. Um, like even like even if you look at like shit like illegal, mm. their whole like sort of like their movements, the way they did everything was completely by the trench. Yes, with that that head thing, 
Everybody the head thing, like the hands, like up the here, hands. like the karate chopping across. Yes. Some <laughs> shit. And their record came out, their first record came out in like what, like 90, 93. So it was probably like, yeah, Untold Truth came out in 93, August 93. Yes. So they were still like, kind of like feeling off of that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, that was sort of like the way people moved. And that was a big way you could tell who was very influential in the culture at oh, that totally. time because of, of the way like their presence would be copied. Like it happened with Snoop Dogg yes. like in 94. Like, you know, yes. everybody just sort of like picked up his whole vibe, the way they walked in their videos, mm-hmm. the way like they moved themselves and held themselves. Um, so I, I think like it's that, you know, it's, it's obviously the first two records, but I would say like the first album, Uptown Anthem, like leading to 1993, but then yes. 1993 kind of fizzled a little bit. Because there was like, another enough other cool shit coming through. They're like, oh, we could be like Wu Tang now, right? But he then, but I, I think to the the like the diehards and like the artists, yes, like we said at the beginning, like that end of '93. But hip hop parade was like a dominant cultural force still, even though was, the album didn't have the like the influence. It was cultural outside of the culture actually right. more than it was inside right. yeah and, and i think that that's where it really took off but um it also like i think it, it kind of even though the album did very well sales wise mm-hmm. it hurt the prestige of that album a little bit how so because it became such a big pop hit. like people just started looking at them as pop artists yeah well you know what it was too with, with the you know the video with the hand waving shit yeah that like turned into like a novelty for people outside of rap yeah you know what i mean like like i yeah, remember exactly. like, it's like what your dad would do you're like your grandma would do a barbecue yeah but like on a song he's like shouting out cypress hill and shit you know what i mean yeah. like it's you know like he's um it, I, that's what i'm saying like the genius i think of tretch as a rapper is he has made a lot of big big songs yeah but how he approaches it is like from a rapper's point of view. You know, even like, yeah, all of his pop songs, in a lot of ways, he's like LL on that level. Mm. But the thing that LL did with his big pop songs, he simplified. Yes. Whereas Tretch didn't do that. He sort of oh. like stayed Tretch. Yes. Um, he let everything else get a little more simplified around him. Totally. He just stayed like, sort of like focused on who he was as the rapper, where LL sort of like leveled down. For who he wanted to hit even like even like will smith right yeah will, will smith you know brand new function like that but will smith also like we said he he understood this for this song to hit this place i kind of like put it in it's you know he was kind of like tretch he was kind of like rock him like yeah. rock him just wrote like rock him at all times mm-hmm. yeah you know here's the rock him song about women here's a rock him song about god here's a rock him song about fake mcs Rock yeah. and song about getting paid, but it's still like the same level of depth yeah. and like layers and technical prowess. Whether it's you know, I know you got soul or mahogany or follow the leader, like he's doing it. Yeah. And then as time change and sounds evolve, that changes, but he's just kind of like going at it. Definitely. That that's yeah. a really good analogy. I was thinking LL because there was like sort of like similar elements of like being like the sex symbol of the time. Oh, totally. Oh, he and was it a- was like, it, it was oddly like 
he looked like he smelled, but he was still <laughs> sexy. <laughs> Who, LL or Tretch? Tretch. A lot of sweat. Yeah, it was like smell, smell, but cool not, day. Yeah, but not like like in the, what's the name, the What a Man video? I was like, he smells like shit. Bro. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he, looked, he, he smelled like motorcycle grease. Yeah, he really did. But he, yeah. he bagged Pep, who was like, I was totally in love with her when, when like, What a Man hit. I was like, oh, my yeah. God. And like, and Shoop and all that. I'm looking at his acting credits, too. Right. So yes. he was in Juice and he got he got Tupac the role in Juice because he was trying to get the role of Bishop and he he told he told Pac to come through and then Pac got the role and he played Rodham as his man. He's in Meteor Man, which is a fucking classic. Wow. Meteor Man. Oh my god. Bill Bill Cosby's like the Messiah of the movie, which is fucking hilarious. Um he didn't I don't he probably raped three people on the set of Meteor Man. Oh my god, easily. He definitely raped three people. And then, and then talk talk down to people for wearing their pants. And then he, and he told Trash, "Hey, pull up your pants. You're you're just you're yeah. disgracing the black community." And then he rapes him. Thugs. <laughs> that he's in um, Jason's lyric. He's in yeah. New York New York Undercover. Yeah. He's, he's in um, a TV movie called First Time Felon. Castro just I think he just did a rewatch or watched Oz. He was in Oz. Okay. I never, yeah, I, never I only saw he was in Boricua's Bond. Yep. Soul Food. Um, Empire. That's a kind of slept on movie. I like that movie. I remember um, that one. I, me- I remember loving a bullet. Oh my God. This movie was like um I remember that one. He was like uh like a spy or something, right? This yeah, you know what this movie was when I used to work at um Coconuts. This movie was like always a DVD on sale for seven dollars. Yes. <laughs> it's always on sale. But I I've um, watched it like three times. <laughs> Because it would just be like something that was on, and I was like, eh, whatever. Well, then he he was recently in a in a, like a B movie knockoff of Pacific Rim that's on the new uh, Mystery Science Theater on Netflix. Really, it is fucking hilarious. Wait, what's it called? It's called um, shit. Oh, the day in the life. I don't know. It's it's. I don't think it's listed on his IMDb. It's not on his IMDb, but it it's a knockoff of. Yeah, like when when they, when they do like those Sharknado Sharknado joints, yeah. it's like that, but 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 of Pacific Rim. Okay. And so the newer seasons of MST3K did it, and I'm like the whole time watching like Tretch get clowned. Wow. <laughs> Size theater. That's amazing, dude. But he he's made the round on the Law and Orders. So yes. he was on Law and Order Trial by Jury, Law right. and Order Criminal Intent. Then yes. he made it. He swung from there over to the CBS oh. CSI crime screen investigation as Lincoln Mayfield. Lincoln Mayfield. Um, and then he was also in Blue Bugs as Tyrell Breen. Okay, so the movie's called From the Sea. It was originally From called. It, it was originally called Atlantic Rim. It was originally called yeah. Atlantic Rim, and then it got sued. So it's called From the Sea. <laughs> Atlantic Rim. Yo, it is hilarious. Um, you have to watch the MST3 version. MST3 okay. version. It is unbelievably funny. I'm gonna rewatch it actually. Uh, he was in yeah, Sopranos. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, because they wanted him to shoot. Um, they wanted to shoot some. He they wanted him to, to shoot somebody or get shot because that was like when rappers were getting shot to get buzz. Yeah. So he was gonna shoot somebody or get shot in the ass or something like that. They were gonna. Yeah, something him. like shot in the meaty part of the flesh. Yeah, like he goes from so. he goes from like arguably the the biggest prestige show in HBO cable history to fucking Atlantic Rim. <laughs> My God, I mean, he's a working actor. 
he's he's like he's becoming a character actor yeah he, I, I saw him on um one of the one of the vh1 shows where he was on uh it was like a therapy show it was yeah. actually like really profound and moving where like they brought his dad on the show and his like, like Tretch's dad yes okay. and so basically what he says on everything's gonna be all right all those songs like his song called like your, uh, your father's on the street corner or something like that uh, one of the albums his he has had like a really fucked up life with his father like his dad was just a straight up like street scumbag yeah and so they brought his dad he hadn't talked to his dad in like all these years they brought him on and the whole time Tretch was on like this therapy show on vh1 he was a great okay. dude it, it was like couples therapy um where like they him and his him and his wife or like longtime living girlfriend wife she wasn't you know, women are still throwing themselves at Tretch when he's doing like those old school shows and shit. Yeah. Uh, and then him being an actor and running around. So they went on the show together. But um his he was like really he was the opposite of how Ghostface just revealed himself to be an utter buffoon when it came yeah, to women. Just a complete scumbag. Yes, Tretch was the opposite. He was like really mature, like listening to the therapist's advice, like really examining his own life and trauma. It was like really profound. I was like at the time being, I was like, "Wow, Tretch has a lot of depth to him." I didn't really didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. Um, well, yeah. I mean, we could also talk about his other film career. Out of porn. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Is I mean, it? I don't really want to talk about it, but there is there is that whole other career in film, or should I say, cinema? Cinema. But wait, real quick before before we go to the next topic, in 1990 or 1991. Right. When new kids on the block were dropping step by step. Step by and nobody step. by nature was dropping like ghetto okay. child, fucking right. uh wickedest man. Right. Who would have thought some 25, 26 years later <laughs> that Tretch would be doing a guest spot on Mark Wahlberg's show? I'm sorry, Donnie Wahlberg's show on CBS. That's well they they, they did shows together. Oh, did they? They yes. toured together? Yes. Amazing. Not, I don't think at that time, I think like the later, you know, the revival tours. Yeah. I think Naughty was, did shows. I read it on somewhere when I was reading about everything today. They okay. did, they did shows with new kids. Wow. I mean, they made, they still make a ton of money because they do like 200 shows a year. So I all this shit with him and Vinrock, like, yeah, like him and Vinrock, like, remember they like trashing each other? years ago yeah and it was bad but yeah. then they're still like okay we're not friends we don't fuck with each other but the amount of money we're gonna leave on the table to not do these shows is ridiculous so you're over there i'm over here the show's at nine we're done at 10 30 we'll talk to you tomorrow that's it amazing yeah because they're just like the money is stupendous um <laughs> we can't turn it down i think one other thing i thought about tretch too was that he um it's weird that to me, I've only ever heard about Eminem and Freeway giving him credit. I never even heard about Freeway until you told, until you said that earlier today. Yeah, Freeway shout out like him and Drez from Black Sheep as like his flow gods, which makes a ton of sense when you listen to Freeway. Yeah, it does. Because like Tretch, Tretch is like the Gatling gun flow, but then he can change pockets. Like there's a couple songs I was listening to him today where I'm like, he he kind of changes his flow like every four to eight bars into something totally <laughs> different but then other songs will keep the same pocket the whole time and it's banging like he's 
I'd be fascinated to know what his background is musically, because when you listen to their whole discography, yeah. there's a lot of reggae influences. Like that's all in there from the first album to the last shit, which is really fucking cool to me. And then, but I'm like, does he have like a jazz background? Like Biggie, you know what I mean? Like what, what was his thing that he just knew really huh, well? Let's see if find it. I couldn't find anything about Tretchen talking about like how he did it. Cause again, you were right. Like before he hit, like even that line he says on a, on one of the songs where he's like, you know, he says like something about Jermaine down in Atlanta. He owes me for that jump shit. Yeah. You know I mean, like everyone running with his style for like a year, you know, with the hat and the hoodie and the baseball bats. And like, you're right. Even like the, the EPMD hardcore, I mean, headbanger video is like a naughty by nature shit. Yeah. Like everything about that is naughty. So, so I just found out something. What's up? That's kind of crazy to me. Tretch is the older brother of the rapper Diesel from Rotten Rascals. Oh, well, there you go. So straight nepotism. Yes. Straight Straight nepotism. I'm not mad at that, man. Fuck it. Like whatever. No, no. I mean, yeah. Put your, put your people on, man. Why not? Put them, put them on a lot, like a lot of rotten rascals, a lot of exactly. rotten rascals over the years. Jesus Christ! But the market spoke when the rotten rascals album dropped. Shit's tanked. Um, uh, yeah. So I guess is there anything else you want to say about Tretch? And then we'll, we'll take a break. No, I think I'm good. I think. We wow. It. Sorry, I just realized that he was actually on the song "Cruise Pop." Yeah, "Cruise Pop" is the head. Pop, pop, pop. I didn't realize he was on that song. Did he have a verse? Uh, maybe he wrote it. Okay, because it shows him as an artist. Is is he is he the most handsome rapper ever? It says featuring. Is he the most handsome rapper ever? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I was just saying how he was smelly. So, um... <laughs> well, his hygiene is nothing to do with how handsome he is. I mean, I could see it being in the discussion. I feel like if you like uh, a really, I don't know how to say it, like a. A more like fashion forward, like focused Hollywood approach to things. If you could see him in different looks over time, yeah, to like really flex. I, he's, I think he's like more handsome as he's gotten older. See, I think the opposite. Really? Yeah, because he huh. still dresses the same. And like well, that, that's same. my problem. But I, I mean, yeah. like his look, his profile, everything about. I just think he's just like, he's one of those guys that just was like always gonna look like amazing <laughs> yeah he's never had a bad day or like i can't leave the house today. i kind of look like shit it's like never happened well, according to essence magazine he's not in the list of the top 10 or top what rappers i'm going through the list um yeah he's not in the top 15 according to essence magazine well what the, who the fuck is essence i mean it's the essence oh god but Here's no, where they, they name, take the big L. Nas is number one. I think Nas, I think Nas like a, like a, is a really handsome guy. Is he's or not is more not. handsome. He's not more handsome than Tretch. No, Sorry. I mean, um, then Pac, Method Man, Oof. the game, the game, no. future, no, Q-Tip, no. I think he Chance didn't. the Rapper. He's Chance. Chance is not, he's not like. You you put Tretch and Chance in a room with women? Oh no, it's not even close. Not even close. Andre. Oof. Nah, not more, not more handsome than Tretch. Big Sean. No. 
ASAP Rocky. No way. He's pretty. He's a pretty boy. He's pretty. LL. Ooh. Drake. No, Drake, no. Nelly. No way. Common. No. And TI, according to uh what the fuck? I think his biggest comp his biggest competition's LL. Yeah, I mean that's definitely there. I mean, like like Drake is like a smooth, clean cut ass, you know, Canadian singing biracial man. But like stretch, I don't know, man. I, I think it's like LL and Nas really are strong contenders. Well, I think it's also like, like we said, like people just forgot about. It. Yeah, it's almost like they didn't happen for some reason. It's like you know, you know what it is. I've been thinking about this a lot. Right, why, why don't we take a break and after this break, yeah. I'll talk about why I why why we both think. Yeah, uh, and then we'll talk about KG and all the, and 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 Vin Rock because Castro right now is going fucking insane. Like, why y'all talk about Vin Rock? He's the best part. He's the backbone, anointed by nature. Vin motherfucking Rock. I, mean, I will say this: he's a much more capable rapper than I remember. He's he's I don't he's know how pretty much he's damn good. He's yes, and I have questions about the Vin Rock shit. So okay, we're, we're, we're gonna take I'm gonna take this uh, grapefruit half of ice and break. All right, let's do it. We'll be right back. Give me one second. Shablam, shablow. Are the four elements keeping you down? Do you find yourself cutting your fingers every time you work on a flyer or an insert? Are you tired of being asked to boost your ads or buy ad space? Well, the boys at Griff Company, we have the solution for you. Now, all jokes aside, this is Wrecking Crew Consultation. If you think that your hip-hop career can use a battery burst, do you feel like you want to have some type of counsel and a soundboard, or do you just need a good old pep talk? We can help you out here. Zilla Rocca and myself, Curly Castro, we are offering our consulting services at nominal fees. So if that's something you're interested in, shoot us an email, give us a call, and we'll help you out. Tell me, when was the first time you fell in love with hip hop? Bang, <laughs> <laughs> call out culture, podcast, Alaska and Zilla. Shasta Castro. Um, so, since we did that, uh, the half of ice and break, there's a couple of things. Why, yeah. why, why did it seem as though in the landscape of rap now or conversations or anything? They don't seem to really exist anywhere. No one's ever like, you know, the, one of the best groups of all time is Naughty by Nature. No, you know, never. Their albums out. are never in the best, never the best rap records. Fucking least. never. And never. I think, I think the what I was thinking a lot today was was specifically about this. Why do they not seem to exist beyond Jock Jams, fucking soundtracks with like a '90s hit in it now? You know what I mean? Like they yeah. don't. And I'm sure again, like if they were coming to my city, and the tickets were reasonable, I would fucking definitely go see Naughty Finding. Yeah, why not? Because right? we were saying like briefly before we came back, like the hooks are fucking incredible. You know what I mean? Yeah, and every kind of hook, hooks. like written yeah. on the kitten, does not sound like craziest. Does not sound like OPP. No, they're really varied. And like the fact there's no ghostwriters, there's no teams behind no. these guys coming up with these amazing hooks, like Uptown Anthem. It's on. Um, it's like very skillful and, and incredible. And and that's really, really, really hard to do, you know, even for like two albums. They did it for like probably Poverty's Paradise again. It's not a great record, but there's 
banging there's, hooks on there's that. There's joints on there, yeah. Yeah. Um, so why why don't they really exist? And I was thinking why. I think it's two things. I think one of them is flavor unit fell off. Okay. So you have, we were saying before on 1993, you have like Queen Latifah crushing it. You have Heavy crushing it. You have Freddie yeah. Fox crushing it. The first album, you have Lakim Shabazz and Apache crushing it. Okay. Right? Um, by the time you get to Poverty's Paradise, Latifah's not really in rap anymore. She's like no. getting more just into acting, like living single, mm-hmm. set it off. Heavy is kind of like being phased out. You know what I mean? Like the like the new Jack Swing, you know what I mean? Like lover man type of shit. I don't think he's really a factor by the time Poverty's Paradise hits. Okay. I mean, I feel like Hev like really peaked with like now that we found love, blue funk. Then after that, it was kind of like he started acting a little bit too, and then producing later on. Um, but he wasn't like a force that he was late eighties, early nineties. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that that was done. Freddie Fox was just kind of like blackballed by the industry. Um, and then come back out again to like 98 indie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apache pretty much is a one hit wonder. By that one point. hit wonder, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think like that, what I'm getting at is by the time you get to Poverty's Paradise, like they are not connected to anything. No. And like where they're from in Jersey, it's, there's really no one there. So, and then you see KG, who we haven't really talked about, but we, we acknowledged at the beginning. KG is starting to do like song on Biggie's album. Yeah. He starts doing shit with like Jean A. He starts doing shit with that group fucking um, Next with that song about yeah. getting a boner that became the number one song. In Wait, that was a KG beat? Yes. He, that oh, was I love group. that song. Yeah. I you didn't know that. Too close. That's that song. You're making it hard for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Um, I love that song. That song literally about every every guy in the world's experienced that. Um, which is <laughs> it's one song in America. All right, but me and my me and my homie Ben, we drove down to New Orleans like the year that came out. Yeah, and it was just on the radio the whole trip. Like yep. it just ended up becoming like the weird anthem of the the whole trip. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, so KG did that. He was doing Jean A. Um, so he, I think, even his mark as a producer isn't known. Because he wasn't in videos the same way like Pharrell was, Timberland yeah. was, Swiss mm-hmm. Beats, and like they would talk on records or sing the yeah. hook, or you know what I mean. So he was like a classic behind the scenes great producer, more like Buck Wild or like I don't want to say Pete. Pete would talk on songs and shit, but I'm thinking like great behind like some of the hitmen from Puffy that just cranked out shit. You didn't really know who they were, um, so that's weird. And then Tretch also was never on other people's hits ever. No. Isn't that weird? Well, he had a couple. I mean, he was like on a, a dope D nice song, but it wasn't a hit. Yeah, he's not he's not like the goat. Like, why was he not the go-to hook guy for other people? He can make yeah, a fucking million dollars. Yeah. That's weird. Like, no one was getting Tretch to be like, yo, first single's gotta have Tretch on it. We gotta have Tretch on the, to sell this record. We need that Tretch. is really bizarre, yeah. But it, it wasn't like that back then either. Like you didn't always have that back then. Like there, there was like a certain amount of pride. Like I'm not having anybody on my first single. 
Mm. You can be on the remix to my first single, but you're not going to be on the main. Okay, so. sure. You're right about that. I'll give you that. But like, I'm looking at his features, right? Latifah, D-Nice, the youngsters, Tupac with Trecha, Apache, and Live Squad off Strictly for My M-Bombs. Okay, that's not a hit. Yeah. Loyal to the Game on the Above the Rim soundtrack. That's not a hit. Vibin', which is a cool song with Boys to Men. Yeah. I mean, not a smash. Uh, Rod and Rascals. Uh, South Central Cartel with Spice One, Boss, Ice-T. Not a hit. Um, the show soundtrack. He's on a song with J.O. Felony. He's on like all these West Coast songs, not hits. But then he's on Scream, Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson, Naughty Remix. Yeah. Never heard that in my life. Um, I remember the song he did with LV. It's called Throw Your Hands Up. Throw your hands up if you want to get down. I've never that, heard that one. LV sang the hook on fucking Gangster's Paradise. No, yeah, I remember him. I just don't yes. remember that song. Okay. So he's on him. He's on a song with Aaliyah off the One in a Million album. Yeah, Girl, Girl Like You. I don't know that song. Then he's on a song with Monica off the Nutty Professor soundtrack. And then like, oh, I remember this. He was on the MOP album, Brooklyn, Jersey, Get Wild, All First Family for Life. That's that's always crazy. But I even yeah. remember back then getting that. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, Tretch or Naughty by Nature's on this song? Like, huh. Interesting. That wasn't a single. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, he's Crazy Bone, Crooked Eye, Booyah Tribe, Damian Marley, Guru. Yeah, three L, a lot, a lot of three LW, a lot of three LW songs. Weird, that's just bizarre. Super fucking weird. Oh, um, so sorry. Go ahead. What's your no, theory? no, no, that's it. I'm sorry. I'm talking a lot. Yeah. So I, I have a couple of theories. Well, I, I'm, fucking... I'm sorry. Here, I, I, yeah. I want to wrap up my part. I, I'm so sorry. Okay, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. My, my theory was that. After a while, they were just completely on an island where yeah. their style wasn't the dominant style anymore, which happens to every new artist, right? Their crew, everyone kind of went their own way or fizzled out in flavor unit. Mm-hmm. Where they lived in their town, they weren't mentoring or bringing up people that could like f- really fuck with them and push them. Or yeah. that they could like steal shit from like Jay would do, like have like their own blood boys, right? Yeah. And then they don't have like any larger, they don't have like a larger connective tissue to like native tongues, Wu Tang, you know, um, dog pound, like Snoop, like that whole two, one, three shit. Like they don't have a bigger click that they were associated, you know, boot camp. They don't have that thing to go back to, to kind of recharge or lean on. I just always felt like they were just kind of like their own little world and they were fucking massive for a couple of records being huge but then that was kind of it yeah and so well, like, so now all you really have is like the the seven or eight big singles yeah and that's it there's nothing else that's, so it. I, that's no. it i'm sorry so so i got a few a few thoughts on it first one is it, it kind of ties into like they weren't connected with anybody but they were connected with one person um and that was tupac ah Okay, yes. Cre- creates a lot of alienation where they're from. Ooh. And then they're not really accepted where they're like their home is. Wow. So there's like sort of like there might not like and I don't know if this is the case or not, like how people felt about it. But you know, like when he's like when you're riding with like the enemy of everyone mm-hmm. around you, people are gonna be like, fuck them. Wow, I never thought of that. So there's that's one. Um 
the oh, other one is shout, real quick shouts to mourn you till i join you that's actually like I, I really love that song the tupac song which one mourn you till i join you oh yeah, yeah that's, a really tupac, that's a great song yeah anyway um so so the next one is i, th- I think and i hate this dude but bill simmons had like a theory of there could like in a lot of cases there's like there can only be one version of something okay right like so like ron livingston was about to be big and then paul rudd came along and took it <laughs> right like that's the example he used so there could really only be one rapper from jersey and trex was big for a while and then red man came through and took it but i was i was thinking about this he's i don't think red man's that much better than him red man was much bigger than him though in the mid 90s like people in in the hip-hop community people love red in the hip-hop world but in the in the record selling world red man never touched naughty by nature but but that's not going to keep you like as far as like you're you're going to be revered long term by the way people feel about you within the culture that you're from. Well, yeah, and like not Red, Red has Red has like way better discography, like front to back yeah. albums. And I, yeah. I think I think Red, I think Red is a better like he's a better memorable bar spitter than right. and he he's been on a lot of other people's songs. That's my point. Yes, right? like and a lot he's of the guest shit. He's connected Everywhere. to Def Squad. Yeah. He was connected to Hit Squad early. He's Wu-Tang. connected to Wu Tang. He's connected to K Solo. Then he's connected to the weed community, right? Mm-hmm. He was like his he's so branched out all over the place. He's on yeah. a, he was on a ton of R and B records too. Dude, and he's he's got the acting career, tons he of R and B records, pop record. Who's on Christina Aguilera? Christina Aguilera, yes. You know what yeah. I mean? And then like the MTV Cribs moment, like that was a big yeah. fucking thing. And then opening like the hard knock life tour with him and like him and Meth yeah. like we're we're probably the best performers, them and DMX. Yeah. So so, hmm. so that's one thing. And then like I put this way, I think I think just, I think they just fucking is, look weird. Like if you go through like their photos, you're like, who the fuck dresses like that? Like Red, you just like Red, Red Man like, doesn't dress the best either, though. Let's be real. He doesn't, but there's like he's at least funny. Something like he's at least funny about he's it. He's at least funny, <laughs> and there's like I love Red Man. You know, like nobody really wants to like look at the dude who's wearing like a Carhartt vest with no shirt underneath it. Mm. That's what and I'm saying. Like, like they, a they dog never... chain around his neck, or, or like a shark tooth. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i'm looking at this photo and it's like then there was like a weird period where like kg put like extensions in his hair or something yeah that was weird with the braids he he looked he looked like like a death row we carrier yeah he looked like lil chris from uh from boys in the hood he had the same hair as lil chris (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think okay so there yeah I, i just yes i think red man you know, watching him and him and Meth like versus, I mean, it was fucking amazing. It was such an amazing situation. Listening to Tretch all day today, I was like, Tretch makes way better hooks and has better flow patterns and delivery than Red Man. I thought about this today because I thought the same thing. I think like Red Man like took the spot, but Red Man is just a totally different animal than Tretch, but he's more approachable, enjoyable, memorable, long term than Tretch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like songs like How High, you know, fucking Superman Lover, all that shit, Pick It Up, whatever, yeah. man. Like even like Let's Get Dirty. I don't, I don't like that song, but then Christian Aguilera took it. Like that's, this is big shit. You know, that How High move. Like I remember being in the theater when How High came out and the whole fucking oh, yeah. theater, the whole theater was weed smoke. Or then my homie tried to light a black mile and some guy's like, hey, could you put that out, please? I'm like, are you fucking serious? This entire theater is <laughs> fucking weed smoke, dude. 
You're worried about black and mild? Uh, oh yeah. God. Yeah. So like Tretch doesn't have that type, even though he was his his acting resume is fucking really good for you know, you said just a working actor. Yeah. He doesn't have he doesn't have like memorable acting moments the way Red Man does. No, exactly. You know what I mean? Like I think I think Red is just way more memorable. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he he's also has like he has like a more engaging personality. Mm-hmm. Like you want to be around Red Man. You don't really want to be around Tretch. No. He's gonna leave like baby oil on your couch because he's not wearing a shirt. <laughs> but least... and here here's another one, and this is like a stupid reason as to why somebody should like not be seen as big, but like his whole thing with Peppa, right? Like he sort of became like known as the guy in the Salt and Pepper video. And then he was like a deadbeat dad, or I remember there was like some yeah. drama with them at some point. I don't, yeah, I don't and there's recall. like even just like the weird lines in that song, like he's a good dad. He spends time with his kids when he can. It's like, it's not I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think that was about him at the time. No, I know, but you know, he's just in the video. <laughs> what you know, they're together. And he, he's just like, he's just like doing concentration curls, but like he has like a wife beater, like yeah. wrapped around the back of his neck, like, like a little kid does, like a little boy yeah. does. Yeah. Like, it's just, he's <laughs> weird. He's so fucking weird, man. <laughs> he is a weird guy. Um, he's definitely weird. I'll say this. Um, the Naughty by Nature logo, all-time rap logo. Oh, yeah, without question. Amazing logo. Um, and I always thought, like, nope. the Walker Wear brand was, like, kind of biting their shit with, like, the way that they, they wrote. They Walker. were Walker. Oh, weren't they Walker Wear? No, no that's, her, that's that's a different. I, I, I interviewed her for, like, Red Bull. She's. Uh, oh, I always thought they was, were the same thing. That's what I always thought, too, because it looks the same. But they have, like, Naughty Wear. Right, they do. And then Walker Wear was a woman. Uh, her, it's her last name, Walker. What's her first name? I forget. Um, but yeah, their their logo is amazing. Um, that you would think they could just do selling hoodies forever with that logo. Well, I mean, they got their own web store. I just yeah. pulled it up. Oh, I, I got I got a peep. Oh, I I found the Naughty by Nature hat. Did but not you? the hat we're talking about. It's a. Uh, hold on, I can hold the screen. You can't. Did uh, they got it? They got it. Look at look at look, look at the screen. Look at the oh screen. Oh my god! Look at that. That's amazing. Yeah. It says get down with OP. It's it's on a yeah, I found that. I, yeah, they I got, got like a, a dope looking fitted. Their merch is which is the logo. Yeah, like the logo is phenomenal. Yeah. But again, like it's not that even hasn't really penetrated the same way like the public enemy logo, the Wu Tang logo, the Hyro logo. You know what I mean? It's not as clean as those logos are though. It's not, but it's pretty sick with the bat. Yeah, it is. But I think I think it's hard to freak it. A little bit. You like, can't draw it. If you can't draw it on, on, on your on your backpack or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm like like maybe yeah, well, they got dope hoodies on their website and everything. Hmm. Yeah, I I gotta inspect that. Yeah, like like Tritch wears like I'm looking at photos on here. He like wears like giant New Jersey devils. Oh, that's jerseys weird. with like like David Putty paper around his neck that they put around your neck when you go to the barber shop. So like, what's going on, man? <laughs> like what is his style? He's he has he has some strange yeah, you get wow. naughty by nature slides. Wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty intense. I might have to get this for my daughter when she goes to camp. Wow. She'll that's, be like, what, "What is this? I'm not wearing this shit." That's <laughs> fuck out um, of here, Dad. <laughs> oh, that's that's insane. Yeah, I think okay. So let's let's talk about Vin Rock finally, because Castro is listening right now. Yeah. What an artery about to explode from about his to back. pop out of his head. Um. 
So what all right, you were you might know these things more than me. What what okay. was the deal with people being signed to major labels in rap groups where one person would rap on four songs? But they're in the group. Like Jerobi. Like Jerobi, like Fife, um, the other dudes in Lost Boys, Send Dog, Vin Rock. Is it just because like it's their friend? I think they were just part like he was probably like a hype man in the group okay. when he started, right? And they just gave him like a couple verses and then they gave him more and more. He got better and better as it went on. Yeah, um, I've, I've seen that would be my Vin- guess that he was a hype man because I don't even think he rapped on the first record. He's barely around. Yeah. And but it's like it's weird because like Fife wasn't a hype man. Yeah, Fife really isn't on people's distinctive travels heavy. He's not. No, he doesn't really come in until the next record. But by then they like Jerobi's kind of out of there. Yeah, like, uh, Jerobi doesn't rap on the first record. Yeah, he either, just talks right? a lot. He talks a lot on yeah. the interludes and shit. Um, but they would always say like he was like the glue guy. Like he was the one yeah. that would like how ODB was for Woo. Like he was the one yeah. to keep everybody feeling good. If there was a beef, he would kind of de-escalate it really quickly. What I'm wondering about Vinrock was like he's not bad. No, he's not. He's like pretty competent. I like his voice. I've his voice seen... is good. He's got good flow. He's got a lot of presence to his his delivery as well. Like even when yeah. you would see like live performances of them on like um any shows like MTV Spring Break or like Arsenio yeah. or clips of them. He he really knows how like to, to command an audience. He's mm-hmm. really good at that. And I think like it's just strange that he was in their original they were called like new style or some shit like yeah. he was in that like they were he was rolling with them i i think maybe my guess is when they went to tommy boy and changed their whole look and their name and all that i think they were like the deal is like we have to rev- like everything has to be about tretch he's the star yeah the same way like the fujis when you listen to um the first album blood and on reality it's like a Proz and wyclef album yeah and then the score is like lauren you know what I mean? Because they dropped like a couple of remixes where she just bodied everybody. Yeah. And so they kind of realized like our, our future is with having this person dominate most of the record. And then yeah. you, you everyone else can kind of sprinkle in. Um because I don't I don't know anything about like their their first group, the new style. It was called Yeah, I know nothing about them. Their album was called Independent Leaders and it generated a hit scuffing those knees. <laughs> it sounds like a 1930s of scuffing those knees. Scuffing those knees. But you know it's definitely about oral sex. <laughs> oh shit. There's no question about, about it. I did not think about that. If you look at that first cover, look up the new style independent leaders. Yo, Vin looks like he looks like um like he's at a chaperone's somebody's date. He's got like an Argyle V-deck on. And then KG has like he has like shorts with like dress socks and loafers and a box. <laughs> wow, look at KG's hair. But look at his pants with the shorts. Oh my! He has like God. pleated shorts with dress socks and like red loafers. Wow, look at that dude. He looks like he's definitely. He looks like the dude. Remember the Eddie Murphy like claymation show? Mm-hmm. The the PJs the PJs yeah he looks like Eddie Murphy's character <laughs> and then Trench is like he's, t- he's, Trench like, he's like an old timey t- baseball player <laughs> he's like taking a shit in LL cosplay he played catcher for the 1918 New York Yankees <laughs> Spider Ramirez at the home plate if a choo choo Coleman <laughs> at first <laughs> yeah it's Vin Rock 
Vinrock yeah. is definitely like one of Theo's friends in uh yo, he is cockroach. He is yeah. cockroach. He's got the sure cockroach enough. outfit. That's a bit yeah, the new style. But apparently they okay, so it says they were after the release of their first album, they were mentored by Queen Latifah and changed their name. Hmm. Hmm. I think that was Latifah's call. Yeah. To put to put true. I, I got I have to listen to I did not listen to the new style album. I would be I've curious to hear. I, I would be curious to hear how prominent Vinrock is on that shit, and then where he ended up. Because he's on the yeah, fucking cover. Interesting to see. So, yeah, he's right on the cover. Yeah, he's I mean, but he's, he was on the cover of Naughty by Nature's first right. record too. He's on the cover of everything. So yeah. I, I I don't know, but I think he's. But I feel like he didn't even rap until like Uptown Anthem. Yeah. I know I'm probably wrong, but he's. I think he's really fucking cool, man. I mean, for for being on this, I mean, because Tretch is rapping a lot. Yeah, like Tretch, Tretch is doing three full verses with seventeen hundred words per verse. Yeah, on the the bulk of the catalog. It's it's weird. I'm wondering like if if Vin is in the studio. Like I, I'd be curious to see what I just would like what his role was historically because he's they've done all the shows. Like he's always there. Yeah. And Tretch has never gone solo. No. No. It's fucking weird. It's really weird. Maybe he's Tretch's blood boy. <laughs> Here, Tretch, just take my arm, my forearm. Just, just go yeah. crazy with it. Just well, the, the other interesting thing on their IMDB page, not IMDB, their uh, wiki page, he's the only one that doesn't have his own wiki page. What the fuck? Come on. That's disrespectful. It's not I... disrespectful. Like I'm sure Spliff Star and like Send Dog have their own wiki, wiki page. Yeah. Send Send Dog. He has to be in here. Yep, Send Dog's got his own shit. Yeah, of course he does. Come on, man. I gotta see if Spliff Star. Spliff Star. Yep, he's got his fucking wiki. Come on, Vinrock. Come on, guys. Yeah, come on. Seriously, you're not gonna give fucking Vinrock his own Wikipedia. No. It's fucking bullshit. Man, he was on a lot of stuff though. Uh, not Ben Rock. KG. He's still dropping. He's working with Angie Stone. Wow. He was on the 2017 Bell Bib DeVoe. All right. Why, why don't we? Why don't we um, take a break? We'll do we'll KG and wrap it up. All right. Cool. Sounds good. Cool. Let's take a break. Call up cultural listeners. This is your boy Jason Griff, friend of the podcast. Just wanted to come through and let you know that I just dropped a new beat tape. It's called to sample only water for 10 days and it's inspired by a John Frusciante album of a similar title. Hit up insubordinaterecords.com today and get yourself a digital copy. Use the discount code CALLOUTS and take an extra 15% off. So hit insubordinate records, drop that discount code CALLOUTS, get yourself 15% off and as always, long live Scorsese and fuck Jason Griff. Bang, 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 bang. Pull out culture podcast. Yo, Shasta, um, our Patreons, man. And Shasta, our Twitter peoples, follow us on Twitter and fucking with us. Uh, our Patreons growing every day. Every so day. if you want to get some exclusive shit, we're doing our, our Patreons get an exclusive discount on $3 pistol and wrecking crew shit for band camp day. Only our Patreon people get those discounts. Uh, so you can fuck with us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash call out culture i believe that's the url um like that but just to 
Patreon call up culture. And then on you know on Twitter, yo, get yo, get it, get with the fucking likes and subscribes and all that shit on iTunes. We want some new comments. Yeah, Instead of fucking with me on Twitter all day, why don't you, you know, fuck with me on <laughs> the iTunes reviews? You know, five stars say, hey, what a fucking yeah. exhilarating deep dive these guys it's, are into. Okay. Yeah, it's really deep diving. Yeah, we, we appreciate it. So yeah, hit us we up get with the some bends every time we come up from one of these episodes. <laughs> we love it. All right, so so Alaska wants to talk about KG. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, I mentioned it earlier. I think KG was a real special producer in that what he did with piano to me was like the equivalent of what Pete Rock did with horns. I said that earlier. Yes, but I was listening to the the self titled record, and I couldn't help but feel like he built vibes through that record the way like Primo built vibes through step in the arena. Mm. Right. Like the way, like he sort of constructed that record with the sounds and the way, like it sort of like transitioned from one beat to the next. Right. Like it really was, I'd say he was equally, if not more important than Tretch on that record. I agree. I yeah. Agree. And I mean, you know, the 1993 was a little bit different. Uh, it was still dope and he still had a lot of dope beats on it. But I think the first record, he really crafted like something that stands up with all the great rap records of like that sort of 88 to 91. Totally. And it's like you could put it up against anybody. And that, that album still stands up and it's because of him. He, he um, which was really cool about that record is he was taking very i mean the most obvious fucking samples in the world yeah from jackson five and bob marley right yeah and keeping them as glossy as possible just putting like the high bpm drums on them which were super dancey and then having somebody playing like live keys i'm not sure if it's him or not i I was reading about like the first album there was a lot of like studio musicianship happening in there um but he still was making, you know, Uptown Anthem. It's on like hip hop array. Like, I mean, literally the the definition of what hip hop sounded like those years, like those type yeah. of records, like that style. He nailed it. And I think it's like it's really cool hearing, like I said in the beginning, the the batches of styles of songs they've made for most of their career. Yeah. And that's him. And so where it really gets strange is their one album where they have like fucking like Master P on there and Silk the Shocker. It gets, it's, I think it's 1999, which is not good. Um, it's not good at all, but he, he's at least like branching out. It's yeah, 1999 Nature's Fury. Yeah. So the, the first song is called Ring the Alarm. It's amazing. The second song is Dirt All By My Lonely, which is crazy. Great song, yeah. Great song. Then it has like a bunch of weird shit. And then it has this one song, Jamboree with John A, which was a single. That song was used like all the time on like MTV B-roll and like MTV Cribs, all that shit. Like that beat, that instrumental, you don't know the song, but you've probably heard that instrumental a lot. So yeah. It's like super glossy R&B, like catchy type of shit. He kind of took that type of beat and then just kind of went crazy with it, moving on in his production career after that record. So he had shit on Black Rain. He had shit on... Dude, he did the Unity fucking song. Oh, that's him. Oh, my God. 
Wow. He did he did all the shit for Jeanne's first album. Um, yeah, he, he did the big hits for Jeanne. He did um oh, he did shit on like the Aaliyah one in a million album. Yes. And then his he did, um, um he did like the one good one of the two good milkbone songs. Milkbone. Um he did what's what did he do on oh he did the um the missing you joint for big with biggie on life after death and yeah. every single day daydreams the 112 that song is glossy and great uh let's see life after death yeah he they started doing shit with like like deborah cox next calvin richardson yep. uh coffee brown jaheem allure will smith oh wow yes okay a lot of jaheem Luther Vandross, Dance Jaheim, with My yeah. Father. I remember that album. Dance with My Father. That's that's some heavy shit. Uh, yeah. Oh, Mary J, Love and Life. He did some shit with Rick Ross. Wow. Yeah, he's just he's just kind of like a working producer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't. Hey, but he probably never has to work again. Like that's the thing. No. He's like his credit. I mean, his, I mean, I don't know like what happened with his royalties from fucking. Uh, yeah, Tommy Boy. OPP. I mean, yeah. Tommy's you know, and Tommy Boy and all that shit. When like, apparently they were sued by, or either sued or accused by like Tony D, for mm. like stealing some shit from them. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, he's. I think KG is definitely. He's probably the most underrated producer of all time. Everything about Naughty by Nature, like just across the board, is the most underrated shit. They're it's like so weird. easily the most underrated rap artist ever. It's so strange. <laughs> he, he even did shit on the, the Anthem Inc. album they did in 2011, which it's super polished. It's very much of that time and style. <clears throat> so it's not, again, it's not like great. Um, yeah. But it's, it's just interesting to hear what they're doing like in year 20. Yeah. And so he's, he's flexing a lot of like, industry shit of that moment from 10 years ago pretty pretty good actually on the record it's yeah. not it's not like really embar- it's not a complete fucking embarrassment no like it, it is better than like the last like seven albums like without a question but he the last seven which albums last seven eminem albums like they're, oh yeah yeah the, the, like the worst naughty by nature album is still much more enjoyable but again because he he could still he can give you two to three just good great beats per record like great yeah. which is you know you wish the percentage is a little bit higher obviously but the ones he gives you are smashes yeah without question and they're really different you know what i mean like they're like him making dirt all by my lonely and then making jamboree like if you listen to jamboree and johnny you're like how is this the same guy on the same yeah. record yeah it's a very I mean, it's very weird dude, he did like uptown anthem and then he did hey mr dj mm yeah he's a special guy but again he's think about that he's not tied into the same way like they're on islands he's not like tied into like the south or so so deaf you see what i'm saying like he doesn't have something tethering him the way oh you know d dot i was in the bed i was in the hitmen yeah you know what i mean or like i i was down with uh beats by the pound with no limit or you know i was one of the fucking woo elements on fourth disciple or some shit yeah it's 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 really strange it, it affects him too even though his his production career is like absolutely nuts he's yeah. worked like legends 
legends. And it's like, there's no reason for people not to like him. I mean, not that I know of. Right. Yeah. Because I'll say this, that Icons album that they made without him, because there was like beef or some shit. I mean, um, what's the one song? Yeah, the production sucks. Well, the one song, which I wish the title was anything, but it's called Naughty by Nature with Carl Thomas, Beat Mm -hmm. Miner's Beat, fucking amazing. Really? That song is amazing. And then they have a song with, with Lil John called Wild Motherfuckers, which is actually Flames. Because it's okay. like right, it's like right before Little John takes over the world. So like it's a pretty fucking cool song. And then they have yeah. a last song called Family Tree that Beat Miners did. So they have like two banging beat miners joints, and then yeah. But then you also, you know, it's quite funny to us. I, I forgot to say this. When you go through their catalog, you also hear like when the times are changing and like who they are fucking with. Yeah. So Poverty's Paradise has a lot of like beat miners nods. Because that that's that comes out like after Black Moon, probably Smith and Wesson. Mm-hmm, I can see that. So even though they have like feel me flow, craziest, clap your hands, like there's a lot of moments in there where I'm like, I'm like, oh, you you were loving the beat miners that year. Yeah. It's kind of in that record. And then when it when they do like 1999, which is like a really fucking weird year for rap anyway. Yeah. Their shit's really all over. Weird, it's, yeah. Their albums all over the place. Like Crazy Bone is on the album. Coffee Brown, like I said, oh. Masterpiece, Silk the Shocker, Mystical, Big Pun. His song is really bad. Yeah, I can see that. Next, it's it's the first time like they really start stacking the deck with like big names, and not you know Rotten Rascals, Cruddy Click. <laughs> yeah, I I just realized on the cover of 1993, mm-hmm. Tresh is holding a chainsaw. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what's crazy? Like even that cover, like none of their covers like iconic. Where like I would wear that on a t-shirt. No, the first one's the most iconic, if anything. Definitely, I think Poverty's Party is kind of cool, but like I wouldn't wear that. No, it's kind of cool. Yeah, and like nineteen ninety three, nineteen ninety nine, Icon's not not a good cover. Anthem Inc. Yeah, there's there yeah none of their stuff is the best. It's not like great, like like bigger and deafer album cover or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or like that's a great fucking cover. Or like exactly. Uh, yeah. There's nothing like, really like special about their yeah, aesthetics. Kind of suck. Yeah. But again, they were always like rough, rugged, and raw with like with like the the beanie hat with the tie around it and the fucking hoodies and chains. But but then making like glossy, catchy shit. <laughs> it's like I always like that. You know, dichotomy with them. You know, having looking like they just walked out of a fucking construction site. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and then, and then nice wrap stuff. it on, wrap it on Jackson Five. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like like the exhibit <laughs> aesthetic too, right? Like yes. the way like he just looks like he came out of like Seven <laughs> Eleven. Like he's like just came out of like a, a, a box of Entenmann donuts and like a quart of milk. <laughs> Shell's exhibit. I've been he's saying. just trying to get home to watch whatever show he wants to watch. He's on, yeah, he's, he's gonna watch uh, fucking X Files before he was in it. He's just catch, catching up on. Wait, he was in X Files. He was in the movie X Files movie or show. He's in. He's in them. Wow, I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. Exhibit and X. They're they're like they're like we we got to make a dad joke. We got to put him in this fucking movie. Yeah, he's in one of the X Files movies, and he was he's like a really serious role too. I don't think he's funny. 
That's funny. I mean, Isn't it weird. It is weird. But there were like a lot of rappers just acting, man. He's yo, man. I love, I love Exhibit, man. God damn, I yeah. love him. He's one of my all times. Yeah, he was in the X Files. I want to believe from two thousand eight. Okay, it's him. Look, oh my god, this cast. Uh, you know, David Duchovny, Jillian Anderson, Amanda Peet, Billy Connolly, and Exhibit. Wow. Oh my god, Billy. Such Connolly. a weird cast. Jesus Christ, Billy Connolly. He's fucking seventy eight years old. God damn. Billy Connolly. I remember when he, was, when he was on head of the class. I thought I thought he was like the coolest fucking guy in the world. Oh yeah. I was like, he's the really cool teacher. He replaced I Howard Hessen. Yes, man. What what a, what a come up. Yeah. To go from go from um, yeah Howard to Billy. Yeah. Howard Hessen. Wow. And the best part was his fucking character's name was Billy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's always wild, lazy to me. Yeah. So it was like one of those things where it's like, oh, um, it's like the what star you- left is going to go down. Right, but like they, his name's fucking Billy Connolly. Like, oh, your name's Billy McGregor. Yeah, it's like, it like, like Woody Harold, like Woody and Cheers. Like, it's fucking Woody. Woody. Cheers, yeah. Just Woody. He's just always Woody. Just always Woody. That should just always be his name in every movie. <laughs> Natural Born Killer, Mickey and Woody. Natural Born Killers. There you go. Or Mallory, Mallory and Woody. Woody yeah. and Mallory. Yeah. Well, I don't think we have any other things to say. No, um, I think we kind of we hit on it a bunch, but I, I think people should revisit those records, man. I think it'll be pleasantly smart. What, what's your favorite song after like spending the day with everything? Wow, great question. Um, all right, of new songs that I've never heard, um, I would probably say it's a tie between the Naughty by Nature song with Carl mm-hmm. Thomas, okay, off Icons, tied with uh, Ring the Alarm off of um. 1999 because he's doing like the patois reggae shit on the chorus yeah and then on the carl thomas joint he's doing the patois chorus like it shit is when they do that shit that shit is the yeah they do it really well it's good it's the best so that's why i'm always wondering what his background is you know i mean yeah maybe it's there's not much information on him there is not so i wonder if like his family is from one of those places what's 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 your like top your top naughty jams I mean, right now, and I don't know why, but it's been stuck in my head all day since I started listening to him is Feel Me Flow. God, I love that song. It's a great song. It's so goddamn good. Um, but, you know, like, I I really like, I like the shit with uh, Freddie Fox on, that shit is um, hard. That shit is so on uh, 1993. That, that shit, shit like, the hot shit. Um, I like the, the one with Heavy D as well. Oh, the Ready for Them is real dope. Um, Take It to Your Face is really cool. But you know, know which one today hit me that like shocked me how much I loved it? The Pin the Tail on the Donkey. That's a weird song. Off the first record. <laughs> it's a weird song. And I was like, what is this it's song? So weird. But yo, he goes off so hard on that shit. He does. Like man. that's like, like one of his best lyrical performances, I think. I was like, wow. He's, he, he goes wild. Like he's. He goes he wild. Just... He fucking destroys DOS effects on there. Oh, he, he rips them. He, he, again, like he's. When you hear him with heavy, it's incredible. When you hear him with Freddie yeah. Fox, incredible. You hear him with Dot. Like he when, when he's with big name people, he rises to the occasion. He doesn't get chomped up. Oh no, and, not at all. And even like the icons album, there's like the one of the first songs is with um Red and Meth. I mean, you know, the album. They have a song with fucking pink. Yeah. So, I know. It's so bad. Um a lot of three like LW. 
Yeah. Uh, and they keep they, that one dude, Icarus, that was like down with Red Man. He's on a song with, with, with Freddie Fox. I was like, who is this dude? Yeah. He's... Yeah. I mean, like, they barely have no shit on Rap Genius. Yeah. They, which is crazy. It's like, why? How do you not know. have more Naughty by Nature on Rap Genius? It's a lot. It's a lot of typing, dude. It's a lot of words. It is a lot of typing, but you know, a lot. A lot. I mean, that's their whole thing. But you got fucking like every Aesop record on there. Yeah. Well, exactly. It's Tretch does not garner that that uh that dedication to sit there and type songs for fucking fifty hours. Yeah, I guess not. And, and nothing against Aesop. I'm just saying, if you're gonna right. have wordy motherfuckers. Yeah, they're. I mean, super fucking Jesus. Like, like the yeah, like some like lo- low key, unbelievably wordy cats. Yeah. God damn. That's the shit. All right. Well, uh, we we nailed it. We we uh, yeah, I think we did it. Crushed this one, you know. Knocked it out of the box. Whatever. What cash on the sidelines? Yeah. He's day to day. But then again, aren't we all? Wow. What the fuck was that sound? What's up? Did you hear that? What's that crazy weird sound? Oh, What's that? Oh, it's like someone's like flush. Oh no, my daughter just was going to the bathroom. She flushed. The toilet. I was about to say, I was like, I was like, it sounds like someone's flushing the toilet in a window. No, time. there's this weird, like, it was like, like this weird, like, electrical sound. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Well, uh, that's about it, man. Um, by All the right. time this episode airs, hopefully the new uh, Wrecking Crew pre-order is up for Steel's Kitchen on. Do you have, is there going to be a, a single this drop with that, or is, what's um, the first single? Yet to be determined. Okay. Uh, I I really can't pick one song that I think should be like the main. I, I'm just on some cocky shit with this. I I really mm-hmm. just I really like Raheem's lament we put together last year just because it was Bandcamp Day and we wanted to just take part in it and get people excited about us and see if people would like it and they really did. So uh, for this year we were like let's let's take a more focused approach with it and really in honor of DMX that's why we did it because yeah you know the Rough Riders compilations meant a lot to everybody when they hit ndmx passing so it was kind of like a slap dash operation really but patterning it i mean i really just sat and arranged it based on sound bombing too which is okay. like one of my favorite compilations so just trying to fit what feelings and what vibes are hitting from that record compared to what we have and i think between all of us you know like the new song you did um for cargo Colts, and then your guest appearances and the new shrapnel records and new career mm-hmm. Crooks records you know, new solo shit from me, Castro and Prem. I mean, everything is so different, you know, from Steel Tip Dove and Griff and yeah, Small Pro and me and Barry doing beats. It's it, the hardest part is like piecing it all together, but um, it's 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 fucking crazy. Like I'm always catching new spots. I'm like, oh, this is the shit right here. That's dope. And I've heard record, I've heard man. it. Yeah, I've heard it a million times. So I'm into it, which is a good sign. Nice. Usually, I'm kind of like, all right, let's get this fucking thing out. I don't want to listen to it anymore um but yeah the pre-orders will be up uh and then the cds and digi will be dropping in june probably with some merch bundles or something like that we'll have something up but uh cryptic one's gonna be mastering it and then pq did the art and uh yeah man it's it's fucking flame so i'm excited to get that out of the people's i think it's about it so fuck with our patreon fuck with us on twitter anybody wants to run our ig let us know that'd be fun because castro does not want to do it that's about it. Well, good show, cool. my friends. You as well. Yeah, and uh, cool. We'll see y'all next week. Yes. Peace, all. Peace. Later.